Globalization is dead, long live the localization. Hey, this is James from survivalpunk.com. And this is Couch Potato Mike. How the hell are you doing this morning, sir? Um, great. Um, so if they didn't pick up the clue there, what is the title? What is the topic of today's episode? The death of globalization and the rebirth of localization, or something therefore to have a yeah. close. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of reasons why I foresee what we've grown to know, uh, me and Mike's whole life, uh, probably most of y'all's whole life, um, dying. Yeah, the opposite. When we were young lads back in the 80s, uh, everything was local. I mean, you didn't have a choice. I mean, you got all your, you got all your goods from close around. If you needed some, you went to the store, you went to Walmart. Uh, God forbid you went to Sears. Remember Sears? Yeah. Remember Kmart? But that was even, they were shipping in stuff from China even back then. Right. Uh, We had more manufacturing, but not like, certainly not like the fifties and stuff where most people had a manufacturing job. Mm -hmm. Um, I myself have worked in a factory once in my entire life. Uh, it was shit. Yeah, Detroit used to be called the Motor City for a reason. <laughs> now it's the bankrupt city. Oh, it's barely a city at this point. Yeah. They've given the land back. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're bulldozing neighborhoods and turning them into farms because it's more profitable than making cars at this point. Uh, not that you could make cars because part of our problem here. Um, so... I have some, I have some notes down. You have notes. I have notes. So how professional. So I'm gonna go over some of the reasons why I think globalization is dead and or dying, and why I feel that really to to survive, uh, you're gonna have to, you're gonna like localization is gonna have to pick up and go from there. Um, so supply shortages. If you're listening to this podcast, chances are you're no stranger to supply shortages. We've been having them. Really badly for the last three years, two, three years. I shop at my local Walmart often to just go in there and get a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And one of the things I usually get are the big like bonus cases of water that have like like one and a half times as much water in it as whatever. Because out where we live, the water is like crappy. <laughs> okay, let's put it this way. Once upon a time, Aaron Brockovich showed up about our fucking water. But anyway, uh, I go in there to where the cases of water used to be, and it's now just like stacks and stacks of like one gallon jugs. Distilled and spring water and drinking water. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell? That totally confused me and wind up having to buy a case of water at the damn Dollar General on the way home. Yeah. Uh, that's one of those things like, and it's, it's sort of like, it's not a complete supply out. It's like, hiccupy supply outs like you can get your artichoke hearts but you can't get your damn hearts a palm right and like some days there'll be water but then like some days you won't receive any water to sell so um it's these weird things like where things come in like bursts and then famines like you you get your water and you know the water is coming from Somewhere here in the U.S., it's not like it's not like we're shipping it from China. Uh, right. Some stuff, some stuff is coming from China. I uh, mean, and that's just different issues. But the water that I buy literally states that it is purified drinking water, which means it's coming from a municipal source, some fucking where. Right. <coughs> For all I know, the Walmart's got a fucking hose out back filling all these damn bottles through a Brita. 
Yeah, the, the rise of localization. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but yeah, it's these weird bursty things. So like the supply chain is really suffering for a lot of reasons. Um, <clears throat> and I mean, I've been hearing from people that going into this, going into the the fall season, like back out in summer, companies are talking like mandatory overtime. You're going to have to be working because of the, the there's staffing a shortage issues. on staffing issues. Right. You know, I had to run to the Dollar General yesterday evening, and it was interesting because as soon as I got there, they're like, I just let you know we're closing in five minutes, which was about two hours before they normally close. That had Big sign of like due to staffing issues, we're closing at eight o'clock today. Right. Um, my wife's car broke down t- two days ago or so, right? Oh, um, so I'm gonna go pick her up. Uh, I got the battery off. I went to AutoZone to have it tested to see if it was the battery and to charge it. Um, and they're like, it'll be like an hour or two. Uh, so it was kind of late in the afternoon. We hadn't eaten dinner. We're just like, we'll just go to Waffle House. We can get. Uh, we're back on basically we live on a diet we're back on a keto diet at the moment so we're like you know we're tired of double cheeseburgers from mcdonald's where there's not stuff we eat here we'll go to waffle house and we'll get like steak and eggs i got my favorite the texas cheesesteak just without a bun it was a little paltry uh i'll give them that with you know just that and eggs uh, and i had bacon on it um but it was doable when we walk in the door, they have a sign up like, uh, please appreciate the staff that actually showed up to work today. Like, not like a handwritten sign. No, 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 no. I'm talking like this is a corporate sign that came in thanking the staffing that actually bothered to show up to work that day. Wow. So so that's contributing to the, to the supply chain issues. But it's like... You, if you're like, James, can you name one thing that's causing supply chain issues? I really can't. It, it's 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 like death by a million cuts. It's like, yeah, we're having trouble getting stuff from China. Well, the government's made it too damn too damn attractive to not work at this point. All these people during COVID went on unemployment, and like apparently they're still there. They're like, why the hell go back? So now they're getting they're sitting on their asses, getting paid to sit on their asses, and nobody wants to get back in the saddle again, which makes the hardworking stiffs like the two of us feel like jackasses. I mean, and that's the downfall of society right there. I mean, the other thing is like 2020, 2021. Uh-huh. Um, Last year. Right. There was like record-breaking profits across the industries, Right. Like more money was took in, and, and I mean, by by several companies, like the big ones: Target, Walmart, Amazon, record profits. Um, although from their online, for just just from sales, just from sales, uh, just from all over, record profits, like the biggest years ever. Um, even though several, you know, several, think it had anything to do with those stimulus payments? Some of that, which yeah, pissed me the fuck off. By the way. I mean, we're hurting for it now, so there's that. Well, it, it pissed me off. They took my sh- I mean, they took it. Basically, that wasn't a stimulus payment. That was like a f- that was like an advance payment on my damn income tax refund, which I would have rather had the huge lump. Yeah. Um, it screwed me up coming into tax season. I lost $3,000 overnight. That, that'll make you depressed. 
And I mean, you know, now we're paying like 50% inflation because <sighs> we gave out all that money. So I'm sitting here not buying full tanks of gas because the gas price has been dropping and dropping and dropping. So I'm like buying enough gas as I need for the day, which is never a good fucking policy because you don't know what the hell is going to happen. But I don't want to overspend. I mean, you're con I'm constantly looking at ways to freaking cut corners anymore. I used to just make out a grocery list of the stuff that I needed. Now I make out a grocery list of the bare minimum I needed. And right next to those items, the store that it's going to be the fucking cheapest at. Yeah, we, we swapped to actually just buying, trying to buy all the food from paycheck to paycheck. Yes. Um, except for like, we have a small fridge. It's hard to fit everything in there, but... Um, everything else we try to get just all at once. Um, if you guys have forgotten, James lives in a tiny house. Yes. And I have a tiny fridge, although I'd like a full size fridge and a deep freezer. I make <laughs> it work somehow. It started to sound like I thought you were about to break into a nursery rhyme. James lives in a tiny house with his tiny little wife. He has a tiny fridge in his tiny little life. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really, I really, I tried to push her Indian to get in a full size fridge, and she's like, "There's not enough. It's too much money." Where would we live? No, she just she thought it was just too much money, and oh, you're gonna put an extra room on the. We house. got a mid size fridge, and um, every day I put stuff in there. I'm just God, I wish it was bigger. Um, <laughs> so another reason I think globalization is gonna die is just regular regulations. Uh. The, the government just coming out with so many stupid rules and regulations. Dude, maybe outside was not such a good idea. I'm getting eaten the fuck up. <laughs> Look, that's four mosquito bites since we've been sitting here. That's a that's a pretty good reaction there. Yeah, that's about all, the only reaction I get is these little. That might be a fifth one. I don't know. Yeah, should have wore sleeves. Yep. Are you getting naked? No. Oh. I'm retracting my arms in like a turtle. So you would you would think that the government would try to try to governments, not not just our government, there's a lot of dumb governments, would do things to try to incentivize not plunging into disaster. Oh my god, they've been doing that already, and that's what's been causing half the fucking problems. Right. A lot of this stuff is due to government like um the gas supply issues. I mean, does the president control gas prices? Yeah. Yeah, he does. Uh, there's a million arguments why he does. Yes, he does. Um, Here's a perfect example of, of the government stepping in and trying to fix things and fucking it up. To try to make it easier on everybody, he gave the fucking oil companies like 20 cents per gallon fucking tax break throughout the summer, thinking that they would pass that on to the consumer uh, but not making that mandatory to do so. So the oil company is like, great, that's 20 cents a gallon more profit that we're making that we're not passing on to these stiffs at the fucking pumps. Let me start talking. Taxation is theft anyway. It is. So, um, but how will we pay for our schools and our roads? They're shit anyway. Uh, they're shit anyway. It took them fucking 20 years to fix 440 in Nashville. Yeah. 20 so, fucking years. That's ridiculous. So Biden gets into office and was like, I'm going to issue no permits for well drilling. He's said multiple times that um, he doesn't he doesn't want them in business. He They want them out like, um, you know, I got an episode on the road to hell is paved with good intentions. We'll talk about that later. Um, 
not I, not that I have one. I have one in my head. It it'll be coming out soon. Um, like it's Taito. Um, hey, dear boy. So they're they're regulating this. They're not allowing them to drill for oil, and then they're like, literally, the the press secretary and stuff came out and was like, "It's me, dog. His name's Tito." You know, gas gas is expensive. That's a good thing. That's a good thing that it hurts for you, the consumer, the American person, the we, the people, to pay more at the gas pump. So you should buy an electric car. That the Inflation Reduction Act is trying to give you a rebate on, even though the companies just increase the price, the exact amount of the rebate. So, um, of course they are. This Inflation Reduction Act is a steaming pile of shit that does nothing to reduce inflation a lot of things to increase inflation of course then again i'm pretty sure our president every fucking thing he says and declares is immediately followed up with that's what i was supposed to say right yeah right that's what that says can i go back to coloring stop digging in the ground Tido. he's looking for moles um so i just wish he was eating mosquitoes the the regulations and, and so and then you got like Dutch, the Dutch farmers and stuff being told that like it's they're cracking down on like farming and cattle raising. Talk about Mennonites? No, I mean like Dutch, like the country of Dutchland. Oh not, okay. not Germany, but um what country is Dutch? Uh Danish? Holland? Holland, Danish, yeah. No, Danish. Da- the Danes are from Denmark. Denmark, yeah, yeah. So, so that whole that whole area, that right? There's area. like farmer protests going on over there, because uh, they're they're being told oh, not to produce food during yes. the global food shortage. Nigel Powers hates the Dutch, and the Dutch are from Holland. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Sorry, I had to use gold member to fucking remember it. All my knowledge comes from TV and movies. Yeah, so, um, just. The government is literally the governments are killing themselves. Like none of it makes any sense. Um, they're they're doing a lot to it. It just doesn't make sense. You know, like it's, it's got to be deliberately. It's got to be deliberate. Like they they literally cannot be that incompetent. No, don't don't sell them short, dude. I'm I, sure you they know can be that incompetent. For a long time, I thought, oh, they're not really evil. They're actually just incompetent. The, no, I think they're. I think they're both. I think they're incompetent and they're actually being evil. Well, it's because okay, it's like freaking this, and I'll and I will maintain this until the day I get put in my damn robot body. It will never work as long as we, the world governments keep putting their people into power based on a popularity contest. I mean. What are the things, the kind of the backdoor things of why some presidents have gotten in? It was like, oh, he's a great guy, real friendly, kind of guy you'd want to have a beer with. Like, do you really want your fucking drinking buddies telling you how to live your life? No, you don't. People should be appointed based on their skills and qualifications. Guess what? I did not get elected to the position I have at work. I was appointed there because I knew how the hell to do it. There's Just a saying. there's a title for that called meritocracy. 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 I've never studied is up on that. Gaining through merit, um, as opposed to like 
Minneapolis that's trying to help their school system by making sure they fire white people first. God, it's the freaking 80s and early 90s all over again. No, those are great times. Now is the dumb times. Um, well, I'm just saying, and I'm not trying to get into whole racial things, but I had the opportunity when I was a kid to go to an advanced magnet school because of my grades. And I was not permitted in because they had to pull students via pools of color is the exact terminology, not my terminology, the exact terminology that was on the paper that explained to my parents why their white son wasn't allowed into the magnet school because basically they had to let in so many hundreds of African-American children first, uh, you know, in the, uh, in, in, in the, the interest of, uh, what do they used to call that? Affirmative action. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and I'm not saying those kids didn't deserve it, but honestly, I'll bet some of those kids grades wise didn't deserve it. Right. Uh, meritocracy. So <clears throat> government organization is doing a lot to just destroy our globalization. Can you pop that in and down there? Thank you. Yeah. It makes us wobble less. Um, so next up. There's some there's some sketchy things going on in the world. <clears throat> um, I feel like we could be podcasting like a hundred years ago. Like, see here, now see here, now the European conflict is really heating up over there. Um, it is, it is. There's there's a lot like, um, and I'm sure, I'm sure much like Roosevelt, uh. Our government, not Biden, because God, he's probably dead and like a deep fake, like mask wearing, like zombie right now. I'm pretty um, sure he's a puppet. Of course, then again, I thought he was elected as a puppet. Yeah. Um, I, who who actually voted for Biden was like that was a good choice. I'm very happy I voted for Biden. Like, oh, I'm sure everybody did at first in those first few minutes, and then he got elected, and now he's the president. And like, oh God, what have we freaking done? Yeah. And his fucking face keeps showing up on these like. Stickers mocking him at gas stations and stuff, and I'm like, people are memeing him in the real world for fuck's sake. Yeah, screw social media, social, just boom, gas station meme. Yeah. Um. So there's wars going on, and that's definitely already causing issues with the supply chain and the globalization. Talking about Russia and the Ukraine, or Russia something? and the Ukraine. Um. It's so and Russia is is one of the largest oil producers in the world in the world in the world and they basically they're shutting down their pipelines to Europe like Europe's like oh you're so bad Russia um and then they they don't have no fuel so like they're warning that this winter could be real rough for Europe because they heat with gas and that gas is not going to be flowing from Russia and Russia's like We'll sell it to countries that don't hate us. Are we going to be go ba going back to coal? Uh, Are we going to have coal-powered cars? I think I saw a news article that that searches for wood heating have skyrocketed in Germany. They're like, <laughs> oh no, we are going to freeze to death this winter. Are we going to have to get that handy man for that first episode season of the colony to come and make all of our cars run on wood? Yeah, wood gasification. Um it's 
Speaking of survival and media, it is time for Couch Potato Mike's uh, survival movie and or show of the week. And I would highly recommend the old reality show, The Colony, season one only. Uh, it took a bunch of people who knew what the hell they were doing and put them in a post-apocalyptic situation. And after a while, you could tell they kind of fucking forgot that, you know, this was a reality show. I mean, hell, I think that season ended with like, I want to go back and help others. I'm like, others, what the craft service guys come the fuck on and get in the car. Yeah. No, it was a really entertaining show. I mean, hell, they showed you how to run a car or a truck, a big fucking truck with wood. How awesome is that? Great for great for survivalists out there. Yeah, uh, I love that first season. You know, because of that show, I keep track of where all the fucking solar panels are that I ever pass. Right. I do too. But Uh, back to you. Um, so world global wars are having a bad impact on shipping. Um, a lot of our stuff comes from China. A lot of our gas comes from Russia. Other products come from there. Um, Ukraine is one of the bigger exporters of wheat. Um, India said that because of issues going on, they're not going to export wheat. India is a big exporter of wheat. So I expect these things to, to increase. And then um, things are getting a bit sketchy in America. So your world uh, keeps getting smaller and smaller, people. Okay? Like America may not go into world war because we're fighting our own civil war um we're fighting a civil take war? a shot uh, i mean i would honestly take a shot. i would call what we're in now a cold civil war war okay um who's fighting who are the components of this those of me that don't keep like me that don't keep track of world events i mean uh, have you have you completely not seen that like america is more divided now than it has been in our lifetimes. Oh, honestly, um, I, I don't even notice anymore. It's just the way of things, okay? It's just been a stagual, growing thing since fucking forever, as far as I'm concerned. America's always been divided. Back in the 80s, we kept saying there was going to be a racial civil war coming up with blacks on one side and whites on the other. I mean, and now, I mean, hell, 2015 hit, and everybody was divided. That was the year that everybody was offended by everything, absolutely everything. I mean, and it's just gotten worse and worse and worse. We were saying back in 2015, oh, I can't wait for 2015 to get over. Right. 2016 got worse. Then these people started getting bigger voices. Television and movies started fucking changing. I mean, and as times progressed, the vocal minority, the social justice warriors, if you will, have ruined everything, have caused this gigantic rift. And now there's like fucking things known as Karens that want to speak to your manager. Damn it. Everybody is pissed off, including me, and nobody wants to talk to anybody. So, yeah, civil war is not exactly something that I haven't been waiting for for decades. Yeah. And the civil war too. America's revenge. There's a lot of people in like the Antifa camp. There is like, yeah, like they're really trying for civil war. Um, It sounds like somebody got stopped talking in the middle of a sentence like I just did to you. Yeah. And, And there's there's some armchair warriors on the right that are calling for civil war um, who I mean they're like 700 pounds and trying to fit a plate carrier over their fat bulk while rolling around their mark cart talking yep. about their main war gun and um, I thought I was a couch but you know and the, the people that would really be good at it like the veterans like 
the like the guys the mercenaries like they do not want it no and you don't want them to want it like if they get pulled in like like the people the people calling for war have never seen i have never been to war right i don't want war because i'm not stupid i don't want war because i've had a best friend who has been in a couple of different war zones and he is a changed fucking man okay I mean, half his body is broken. His mind has almost snapped and does snap from time to time. He is not the same fun-loving guy I used to hang out with back in the day. War, even if it doesn't kill you, oh, there's the death. There's the unnecessary death. That's another thing. But even if war doesn't kill you, it can fuck you up for life. Those that have been there know this. They don't want to fucking go. It is so fucking easy for somebody in a damn office on ta- up in their fucking tower have uh, surrounded by fucking guards that are ordered to die for this person to fucking who have never even seen the inside of a fucking camouflage suit little on a fucking war zone. It's so easy for them to say, yeah, we're going to go to war. We need to go to war over this war, 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 war. Yeah. It's stupid, but you know something? It's not even always them. There's been former former generals who have risen to the head of our country. Many, several of them, they always seem to want to go to war. These are motherfuckers that have actually seen the inside of a war zone. With great power comes great responsibility. It also starts turning people into warmongers, apparently. Uh, yeah, because it's profitable and whatnot and they're crazy and they're not they're not on the they're not on risks basically so yeah don't um, trust your future to people who think of war as a fucking spreadsheet so if if the world breaks out in war and america gets involved expect expect globalization to, to to downturn if the world gets into a war and america is fighting itself expect the end of globalization uh yeah this is a catch-22 damned if we do damned if we don't right right in u.s history like i you know i don't know that i would much rather have what i've heard passed around called a peaceful divorce i i I think america needs a peaceful divorce what are we gonna do secede from the planet what the fuck does peaceful divorce even mean in this situation um i i don't think the united states should remain necessarily the united states i think we could like the you know, ununited states are we going to become 50 new countries in guam maybe not 50 new countries but maybe maybe america becomes like two or three different countries oh, like great we'll need you a know, passport Europe, to go to texas like look how big america is compared to other countries in the world oh like, yeah there are many countries in the world that could fit in the state that we're in there are right. countries in the world that could fit into road fucking island. Right. So do we really want people in those idiot states making policies for the rest of us? Like they get more votes. Electoral college. Thank you. Right. I just think I think America would be better off if we just kind of we we split up into a few different countries. Like, you know, I can honestly say the show brings out the anarchist in us. Um, it's there for me. Yeah, no, I mean, but it really makes me start flexing that anarchy muscle. That's why the table keeps bumping. Yeah. Um, so, but <laughs> <laughs> I love it when I do Mike that. was not on the episode last week, and it was only like 30 minutes. Um, and I was I was struggling this morning. Like, He's like, where it? the hell does all this extra content go? Oh, yeah, that's right. That bastard won't let me get a um, word in edgewise. The, the next one I have up is gas prices. Um, we've, we've been just 
hitting that nail the whole episode. Oh, God, that um, nail hits me every day on the way to work. Gas prices are at a low right now. They'll probably go back up. Don't expect them to go down really again. And They've been trickling down at least out here for a while. Of course, we're actually lucky enough to live into one of the best freaking priced areas in this particular state. Right. When we got to when we hit below four dollars, it made fucking like larger local news. It was in the Tennessean for fuck's right. sake. Um, there, yeah, that's still a thing. So most of us don't really recall. Most of us, um, I know I've got some older listeners. Most of us don't. So the last time that America really had a gas shortage, real one, not like. 2001 after 9-11 there was there was some gas shortages but that was because people freaked out uh and then the supply chain was there to cover for it and it was back like maybe you didn't get gas for a day but you're good after that oh god Um, i remember that in the 70s and 80s though there was gas weights there was in the 80s late 70s early 80s there was there was times in certain states where like you could go to the gas station based on like your last name like wow like tuesdays a through like f get to go and like f through z get to go on like you know other days like like they're splitting up um so we haven't really seen a gas shortage in like you know 40 years well yeah because the closest i've seen is one time i had to wait in a large like disney world type line to get into a gas station to get gas because it was one of the only gas stations around that still had gas yeah um, d- during like that big hurricane that hit a couple years ago, there was a little bit of a hoo-ha for, you know, the, uh, getting down maybe after Katrina, there was a down shortage, but like basically in the last 40 years, we haven't really had like a severe gas shortage. Right. And um, keep in mind the story I mentioned, that was one day, one day that I went through that and I never had to do that again. Don't be surprised if we, if we have a gas shortage um, to, to where prices may go up, but then there may just be like prices may hit like a ceiling. Like they're just not going to go higher than this, but also you just can't get it that day. Uh, like you maybe know, you're waiting along lines or maybe they go back to like me and Mike can only go on like Monday, Wednesday and Friday at gas and we can't go on the weekends. Yeah. I mean, Here's a question for you. Do you think uh, that it went a certain point? Because eventually the world is going to run out of oil. That's inevitable. We started with a finite supply. It is not a renewable resource. It's like in Minecraft. Once you mine that ore, it is gone. That's why diamond farms in the game don't exist. Thank you for my geek people. Anyway, do you think the government will start, uh, like finally releasing that retrofitting technology to turn your old gas guzzler into a completely electric marvel that doesn't run on any kind of thing? Or do you think they'll just be like, no, fuck it. You have to buy these new cars now and screw your old cars. Oh, what are we going to do with these old cars? Cash with Funkers 2.0. Yeah, but you know, Um, why would they buy fucking cars if we can't use them anymore? See, they're doing like, they're trying to, they're trying to push us to electric cars. They really want to push electric cars um, that no one really can afford. And they're not so, and they're doing like rebates and stuff for it, and expect probably more rebates. Um, be, so they're they're really there's a couple reasons, like so the tax revenue on like, um, so if you get the cars have been coming more and more efficient for a while, so 
they're getting less like tax per gallon mile drove than they used to. You know, like when all the cars are like shit, shit for gas mileage and you're getting like 15 miles a gallon per gas, technically they got more tax revenue from each car, right? Right. Yeah. It's usually much more. Um, but as cars get more efficient, they get less. So how do you, how do you make up for that? You push everyone to get electric cars and electricity is taxed. So then you get your revenue from that way. Right. Like that's one way to do it. Um, oh, and then the solar, then the solar panel and wind powered people—they're going to be fucking trying to make a killing. Yeah, of course, wind powered people couldn't do shit out here. Uh, no, Tennessee Hill Country is is not really the best. But out in the Midwest, where it's all flat and all the wind flows together for some yeah. reason, but, your and Kansases and your Oklahomas. But also, like it's it's hard to really two things. It's hard to really like because of like electricity loss. It's hard to really like. They put up like giant, <clears throat> giant wind farm out in like West Texas, right? Uh-huh. It's super flat. There's nothing out there. It's all empty land, right? So uh-huh. they can put up thousands of like windmills, produce all the electricity we need. But it's also so far from everything. Like they're trying to, sh- they're trying to get it in. You get electricity lost from going down the lines, right? That's why you need substations and repeaters and stuff. Um, I had a dumb idea, and and government is so stupid. And inefficient that this may happen. I was like, what if they did put in giant wind towers all through West Texas, right? Mm-hmm. And then they filled up batteries and truck those batteries into the cities. So they're using gas to transport wind electricity. If you see it happen, that's my prediction. Government is going to fill up batteries with wind power <laughs> and truck it to cities. Oh my god! Mic drop. It's all right. We're using diesel. Yeah, that um, ain't gas. So, next up, big companies are not stupid, greedy, but not stupid. They will they will be some of the first ones to realize that globalization is dead, and they need to localize. How do you think they got to be that big company? Okay, every right. big company starts as a small one. Right. Like there's some stupidity, and there's some like, like. Kmart ran itself into the ground. They merged with Sears. They both kind of went under. Like they both were dying. Yeah. They both didn't see the writing on the wall and they drove their buses into the ground. Um, some of this stuff is like some of the stuff is bad management on their part uh, through these companies. And some of it is like not adapting to change. Um, when, when who was it? Was it Redbox or Netflix? Someone went to Blockbuster back in the day and was like, "Hey, we had this idea. We think we could help you." And Blockbuster was like, "Get the fuck out of here. We're Blockbuster, motherfucker." Yeah, that was Redbox. No, no, no. That was Netflix. It was Netflix. It was Netflix. Yes, that's right. Uh, and now there's one location of Blockbuster left. And... Yes, there is. There's one Blockbuster left, guys. And the only reason it's still in business because at this point it's just it's the last one. It's a national monument of sorts. Right. It's just the novelty. That I mean, hell, I've seen YouTube videos where people literally drove to that last blockbuster. Oh, get a load of this! You know what that black that last blockbuster does? They will accept your old blockbuster card from whether they'll accept. I think they, they'll modify it in the system to actually put your name in, but you get to keep and use your old blockbuster cards. I've seen YouTube videos of guys drive out there with a portable DVD player or a computer that has a DVD drive. 
watch their movie in the parking lot, and then like put it back in the damn cart return. Nice. I mean, back in that damn all return outside because it's just the novelty of, hey, there's one blockbuster left. Want to go to it? Right. Should be the last one. Sure. I mean. And- and sadly, that's in like the Midwest, like because the last one in oh, it's in, in the Alaska, Pacific Northwest. I thought was it somewhere on that side Maybe of the country, Utah. somewhere, somewhere over there, because um, there was like two in Alaska and right. they closed. Yeah, and it's funny. The reason they stayed around as long as they did is because uh, getting internet out there was uh, a lot harder. Of course, doing anything in fucking Alaska is a lot harder, right? But yeah, no, they closed and. Uh, Except yeah. for being free, that's a lot easier in Alaska. Being free, well, yes and no. You want to you want to go buy land in Alaska that's cheap and live in a shack? Well, Alaska don't give a damn. Yeah, it's because you know they got twelve feet of fucking snow on the ground and polar bears. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but if you're a so hardy yeah. enough person, Montana's I, pretty good too. It is. Um, Montana's like a survivalist, like Mecca. That's what that is. You know, speaking of. I think Montana. I, uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna break some news for you real quick that oh. you don't know about. So, oh, me? Yes, Them? you. It's all of it's, us. They don't know about it. You don't know about it. I, you know what? I was I was like I, I made a list of like the top the top people that I'd want to have on the podcast. Right? Really? Like top? I call them dream guests. I don't call them dream guests. I got that term from somewhere else. Dream guests, like people I'd love to have on the podcast, uh, and then. To, to start kind of working towards getting them on there, right? Absolutely, yeah. I had one like person, Reynolds. I had one person that, that covered the number one spot for me, like number one top dream guest. I'd love to have him on the show more than anyone else ever. Jack Spearco? Nah. Les uh, Stroud? Nah. Donald Trump? You'll never guess. Donald Trump, I would not mind having on the show. I would love to get Donald Trump on the I'd show. I'd love to have Donald Trump. He the ain't show. got the time of day for us. He doesn't care. No. Um, I, I would reelect him in a heartbeat, though. Me but too. yeah, no, he's a good businessman. He ain't got time for us. He ain't got time for us. Um, Never going to interview the expert. Rob Wolf. Rob Wolf from the Paleo Solution, Wired to Eat, the Paleo Solution podcast, the Rebel. Um, Actually, he, I've heard his name before, but I've I talked about him. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, just not been in so long that I. Right. Um, like Paleo had two real faces, right? Rob Wolf and Mark Sisson. Uh, There's a couple other people too, but like if you said like. If you Google like paleo creator, paleo, like, you know, paleo, uh, you'll probably find Rob Wolf and Mark Sisson on that somewhere, right? Uh, and then you'd I've find I've never other heard people. of Mark Sisson. I've only heard of Rob Wolf. Right. Um, of course, then again, you're my entire news in the, on in paleo, the paleo world. world yeah. yeah. Um, so, October 20th, Rob Wolf will be on the podcast. Really? Yeah. That was loud. He's going to be completely underwhelmed by us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, uh, I think it'll be a fun chat. Like I, I, I think me and Rob will get along well. Um, but I guess I need to write down those hard hitting questions that I come that I need to think of. It's going to be at a weird time on a Thursday. That was like what time on a Thursday? Like ten o'clock a.m. Yeah. Damn it! I can't be there. You can't be there. But we'll record. That's my busy day at work. We'll record a. Um, we'll do a solo episode that week too. Maybe the. The kids, you guys will get two episodes. You need to chef me into that episode. I'll just pre-record a bunch of things, and you have like a soundboard, and just hit a button, and occasionally it'll be like Mike says something about the government. Mike rants. Mike interrupts me. Uh, you know what? Mike says something about the Nazis. I'll uh, I- I'll record you. I'll have you in the episode somehow. 
Um, we'll do we'll do like a hold on, hold on. Let me tell the damn story. We'll do a bumper. You and me, like we'll record like a pre-interview thing, uh, and then you can give a shout out to your Couch Potato Mike YouTube channel. Um, because the YouTube.com slash Couch Potato Mike. But but anyway, so the big companies like I, you know what? So one of the things that has happened over the past uh, 20, 40 years, whatever. Uh-huh. Meat processing facilities have gotten to be real. I don't want to say globalized, but like nationalized in a way, not, not like owned by the government, but like there's fewer and fewer meat processing plants uh, because the FDA has to inspect them. So if there's less plants, there's less places they have to go. So it's more efficient for them. Anyway. Um, so, and with COVID happening, like you get COVID in the factory, the factory has to close down and sanitize um, and that's what that's one of the things that has really hurt our meat production. Like we, you, you, if you only have like say five giant meat per, uh, butchering facilities in the country, and one goes down, and then another one goes down, like you, that's what's causing those hiccups. That's sixty percent um, of them having to work, do one hundred percent of the work. Right. Um, so I I would not be surprised if some of the butchering goes back to stores. Um, butcher shops opening up again, just like they used to back, like they used to have in every old sitcom you remember. Right here in our city, a butcher shop just opened, and from see? what I've seen, they're it's already smashing happening. it. So, um, I, I people see people want a freshly butchered piece of meat. Okay, they do. They want to be. Go- they want to have. A- they want to know the name of their butcher, just like Aunt B used to right. go to her butcher. So just I, like Mrs. Brady would go to her butcher. I think if these big companies really want to stay in the game, they're going to bring some level of butchering back. Maybe they don't butcher like whole <laughs> animal, God. but some level. Society is trying to revert, dude. It's like we're all of a sudden moving, trying to move backwards in time. We're going to have to move backwards in time to survive. That means we went too far too quickly. Something happened. So turn happen. this bus around. We've walked, gone the wrong way, guys. All right, damn it. If you don't fix yourself, I'm turning this country around and going back. And that uh, is what has happened. They're trying to turn it off and back on again. Yeah. I, so I see a lot of opportunities. I see. So the, the thing that just happened did a lot to destroy small businesses. Um, and they have come back. I kind of see those coming back. Like I, I see there's, just from like a localization standpoint and the big, the big companies like not being able to do things like it's easier to make on the fly decisions when you're a small company, like say you can't, you can't serve this product in your store because they have to go through your home office to get added to your list, put it in the system, blah, 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 go to the warehouses, get distributed from the warehouses. When you're a small company, you call up Bob the farmer and get your produce in and it's there. So I see a lot of things happening for small companies. That Even, was another thing people used to have was a green grocer. Yeah. Um, so I see a lot of small companies popping up and um, not, not just for not you know, maybe grocery stores are a bad example, but like farmer markers might explode. Um, things like that, like more of these local butchers opening up. Um Local manufacturing, even on a small and micro scale, and I'm gonna talk about that a little bit. Oh, um, that needs to be happening. We're going, already. we're going pretty long, um, and I got a couple more things to cover. So I do see a lot of small business opening up. Does the government see a lot of small business opening up? Is that why they're hiring 87,000 new IRS agents? Um, to, be- because they see more small business opening up and realize that Mike Incorporated doesn't have 
Walmart's lawyers. So they can go after Mike and then be like, oh, you 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 missed this one thing on your taxes. You owe us 20 grand. One and Mike's like, I don't have I don't have that. Uh, so Mike's paying, you know, Mike's setting up payments because the IRS screwed him over. And he doesn't have a lawyer that's like, ah, you know what? Get the shit out of here, IRS. That's why you need to help me get to be rich where I can afford Walmart's lawyers by subscribing to youtube.com slash couch potato Mike. Right. Um, let's see. I'm just trying to let you get through your list because we're running up on 50 minutes now. Right. Um, well, that's rise... just on the show. I mean, it's on the lot thing. We got a couple extra minutes. For yeah, probably like 10 minutes. Um, so the rise of your local community, that's what I really see happening. Like, um, Mike down the street um, went to college to become a not an engineer, a Blacksmith. machinist. Mike's a machinist. Um, so, and maybe your your bracket for your you know your part that you're working on as an HVAC person, like you can't order it no more because as far as the guy that does it knows, it's the very last one in the entire world. It's a dumb little bracket. It's not hard to make. Mike is like, oh, dude, I can whip that up in like two seconds for like twenty bucks, man. So Mike makes it. Um, so I see a lot of that going on. Like uh, Doug is a nerd and he has a 3D printer and you need a part. And Doug's like, yeah, I can prototype that and I'll have it up in like a couple of days, man. That's going on uh, because you can't go to China and get a piece 3D printed anymore. But you can go to Doug down the street. Um, and, and will there be like. Will there be technology to to really rise this like you have like. You have giant technology to basically to basically like build the rise of your little community. I, I kind of see that. Like, you know, you're like, oh, I'm looking for this. And there's a dude down the street that's on, like, say, the app. Um, and you can find them and be like, I need to get this, this and this. And, you know, you work it out like, yeah, you can go meet your neighbors. And I think that's a big part, you know, like being able to contribute to your community. Like, oh, I grow walnuts and you have peaches. I want to trade you some walnuts for peaches and we can make cobbler together. Um there's something to be had in that. So I really see that. And then as my last point, as my closer, as my closer, of the episode, mm -hmm. people are going to have to do more to contribute. Yes. So, so one of the things I see is like, you're, you're, so you're going to want to do things to be able to participate in your local economy. So, you you get chickens and you start growing eggs because you know Bob has a vineyard across the street and you can trade them eggs for some grapes because your kids like grapes. Um, bartering, bartering. Uh, you you work for a store and they brought back butchering, so you now have the skill of butchering. And someone has an animal and they're like, "Man, I would love to solder this animal, but the the meat processing plant." is booked up for like two years solid. So I can't get it butchered and it's going to die. What do I do? Hey, I can butcher animals because I do that for a job. I'll butcher it for you. And I take a little bit for this and you take the rest of it. And, you know, we call that a deal. And the IRS doesn't have to send their 87,000 agents after me because they don't know that we didn't spend money. So I really, I really see the rise of your local community and uh, people contributing more. Like you don't know your neighbors, you don't participate, you don't do things like you watch the old, and I grew up watching reruns that were 30, 40 years old at that point. Mm -hmm. um, 
and you would see someone like they move into the neighborhood and like their neighbors would bring a pie over and get to know them and yeah, talk to them. A like, welcome basket. There'd be a welcome wagon. How many of you even know one of your neighbors' names? Like Mike does because his wife is a chatty Kathy and talks to everybody and that's, his family with everybody no, and knows no, that's everybody. Why, that's why she knows everybody. I only know two of my neighbors, really. Uh, and that's because you're one of them and my in-laws are the other ones. Yeah. See, one's my best friend and the other are actually relatives at this point. <laughs> so, um, you know, like the Internet's there and the Internet's cool and we're doing this on the Internet, but it's time to get out and know your neighbors and be there for them. Yeah, we're doing this on the Internet now. Okay? Right. At some point, we'll, we'll wind up being on one of those ham We're radios. on ham radio. <laughs> the Survival Podcast coming to you on station 4596731. We'll be radio free survival punk. Right. Um, which I'll never get my ham license. <clears throat> It'll only be after the collapse when I can do it illegally. Because there's no illegal. Um, And that's it. Um, One last thing. um, Two last things. One, go to iTunes.com or Spotify. Leave us a rating review. Send me an email, james at survivalpunk.com, and I'll get you a sticker in the mail for free. And this episode is brought to you by LMNT Limit. Um, It is a electrolyte solution people for those on keto. Um, It only has two grams of carbs and has the scientifically formulated amount of electrolytes for you since you're on keto you shed electrolytes uh, more than you do otherwise so brought to you by element oh and look at that uh looks like our viewer listener uh serenity has said i'm not getting out and meeting my neighbors laughy face i'm <laughs> her neighbor yes oh and uh, also <laughs> i don't even think he knew it but half of this episode this morning has been brought to you by moonwalker delta 8 products yes moonwalker delta 8 products makers of the gummies that have put me in such a great mood without having to touch alcohol this morning moonwalker and if you go to moonwalker.com that's moonwalker without an e and enter the code cp mike at the time of checkout you will get 10 percent off your order that's 10 percent off you can't beat that it is the home of smokables edibles gummies all that good stuff so moonwalker.com Use promo code CPMike. And on that terrible disappointment, this has been James Sickwin Burnett. And this has been Couch Potato Mike saying to the person who stole my copy of Microsoft Office, I will find you and I will kill you. You have my word. Literally. DIY to survive, you guys. Yeah.